0: Search for Jack on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Whee! Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on earth. Today is another Ivy's Chilling Tale. This Tale Story Club members has a little dose of extra eerie because it was brought to me by one of you. Thank you so much to my beloved listener, 8-year-old Jacob, for coming up with today's deliciously scary tale for us. It's one that Jacob calls the Cravings of Creep Town. In the dusty corners of Creep Town, where the shadows clung like cobwebs and the wind whistled tunes of forgotten times... Young Sam Sanderson was doing something extraordinarily ordinary. He was attempting to skateboard down the twisted path of Maple Drive and failing spectacularly with each try. His best friend Lila laughed from the porch of her rickety old house, her glasses glinting in the dying light. Sam, a wiry boy with more knees and elbows than seemed necessary, was determined But beneath that resolve lay a trembling fear of not being good enough, of always being the butt of the joke. A fear that resounded in his mind every time he fell. Oh, he wanted to nail the kickflip, not just to prove that he could, but to finally earn the nod of approval from the older kids who ruled the skate park like ancient wheeled gods. Maple Drive was a street lined with houses that bore the weight of too many years, and the residents, a collection of characters as rich as they were peculiar, each contributed to the chorus of daily life. There was Mrs. Mabel, who claimed her cats spoke to the future, and old Mr. Hinckley, whose garden gnome collection was rumored to come alive at night. Their peculiarities were the heartbeat of Creeptown, and their stories the flesh and bone of childhood warnings. The setting sun cast a sinister glow over the street, coloring the world in sepia tones and deepening the sense of isolation that hugged the town like a fog. Sam's mother always said that Creeptown, surrounded by the thick and endless whispering woods, was a slice of a forgotten pie, and most kids knew better than to stray into that forest. October evenings had arrived. Dogs barked at empty corners, and the wind carried murmurs that sounded too much like whispers, as Sam tried his skateboard tricks again and again and again. He was so focused that he didn't notice that an eerie calm had descended, muffling the usual sounds of children playing and televisions chattering. From the corner of his eye, Sam suddenly noticed something new, fast and fleeting, like the flicker of a candle flame. A chill that didn't belong to the wind danced up his spine. Lila saw it too, her eyes suddenly wide and round behind her glasses. "Mm, Probably just a cat, Sam muttered. But the lie was a weak one, and they both knew it. That night, the town buzzed with a strange incident. Mrs. Dolores, who ran the candy shop, had found herself inexplicably and suddenly rotund. In other words, having gained many many pounds very suddenly, after closing up shop for the night. It was as though she'd ballooned in size without having indulged in her own sugary treats at all. It was a curiosity, a one-off incident, people said. But unease had a way of spreading, seeping into conversations and darting behind the eyes of the townsfolk. Despite the warning signs, Sam shrugged off the tail of Mrs. Dolores's sudden change as a bizarre happening. He was busy with his own life, after all, with his own aspirations. Why think of others when you have so much going on for yourself? This kickflip wasn't going to master itself, and the annual Creeptown skate contest was just a week away. It was his chance to shine, to transform from the gangly kid on Maple Drive to Sam Sanderson, the skateboard king of Creeptown. But the next day brought more unsettling news. Another resident had inexplicably expanded in the night. Mr. Hinckley, the gnome enthusiast, had woken up to find his clothes tearing at the seams. Nobody could gain so much weight in one night. It was impossible. And yet, it had now happened in Creeptown. Twice. The townsfolk whispered of a curse, but no one knew how or why it struck. On the third day, as Sam finally landed a shaky kickflip, a shadow loomed over him and Lila. A shadow that didn't belong to any of the twisted maple trees lining the drive. They turned to see a figure, draped in a cloak as dark as the whispering woods at midnight, standing at the edge of the forest. You have been marked by the gorging gloom, the figure intoned, pointing a gnarled finger at Sam. Marked? Sam's heart skipped. What was this, a prank? His mind raced, but his feet felt rooted to the ground. The figure vanished as quickly as it had appeared, leaving a trail of cold dread that lingered far longer than the echo of its words. Sam and Lila exchanged a glance that conveyed a thousand unspoken thoughts. This was the warning. The inciting incident that was supposed to spur the hero into action. But instead, Sam did nothing. He was a boy, not a hero from the tales of old. The contest was still at the forefront of his mind. Sam convinced himself that ignoring the strange warning was the only logical thing to do. The only thing he could do, for goodness sakes. But logic has a way of fraying at the edges when faced with the supernatural. And Creep Town, as Sam was beginning to understand, was a tapestry of frayed threads. In the days that followed, Sam tried to focus on his upcoming challenge, but the shadow of the gorging gloom, as the figure had called itself, loomed over every thought, every flick of his skateboard. Lila, ever the researcher, had buried herself in old town records, searching for any mention of the gorging gloom. But if Creeptown knew its secrets, it kept them well. Hush peculiar happenings in town intensified, more people awoke to find their bodies inexplicably changed, their figures swelling overnight. A palpable fear began to take hold of Creeptown, a fear that tightened its grip with every new dawn. Lila finally unearthed a tattered journal at the local library, a collection of accounts from the town's early days. The gorging gloom was there. A being of myths whispered in the same breath as the bogeymen and specters, a creature said to feed not on flesh, but on the gluttony of human souls, swelling their bodies independently of any food consumption to reflect their own internal excess. The story, half legend, half warning, described a monster that punished the greedy, the gluttonous, those who took more than their fair share but Creeptown was a modest place. Its people were not particularly given to excess. Why then did the gorging gloom walk their streets now? Sam pondered this as he sat on Lila's porch, the sun casting long shadows behind him. Lila's eyes were wide with fear and fascination. It says here that the gorging gloom marks those it sees as the heart of the problem, the ones who unknowingly feed its hunger, she said, her finger tracing lines of faded ink. A cold sweat broke out on Sam's brow. Wasn't his desire to win the contest, to be recognized and admired, a form of greed? Was he the heart of the problem? It was the evening before the contest when the monster struck again, this time hitting closer to home. The victim was none other than Lila's brother, Jonah, who was known for sneaking cookies meant for the local food shelter when his mother wasn't looking, before she'd had a chance to deliver them. He was found in his bed. His size doubled, his breaths coming in heavy gasps. The realization was like a skateboard to the face. Sam could no longer deny the truth. The gorging gloom was real, and it was here for a reason. Creeptown's sins might have been small, but they were many, and Sam had ignored the warning. Ignored it because of his own selfish wish to be someone other people looked up to, to be someone people envied. Lila's voice was a mix of fear and anger. You were warned, Sam, we both were, and you chose to ignore it for some some stupid skateboard contest. She was right. His silence had been acceptance, his inaction a choice. The monster's presence was no longer a simple scare. It was a consequence, and Sam was at the heart of it. That night, Creeptown didn't sleep. Whispers clung to the air the skateboard contest was forgotten entirely replaced by a vigil lanterns flickered in the dark as families held one another close watching and waiting sam felt the weight of every eye upon him the unspoken blame he knew what he had to do the gorging gloom had come for the heart of the problem and sam would give it just that sam stood up His skateboard tucked under one arm. He would face the gorging gloom. He would face it not as the boy who wanted to be a king, but as the boy who needed to make things right. Lila grabbed his arm. You can't, Sam. It's not your fault. It's bigger than you. But Sam shook his head. It's bigger than all of us. That's why I have to try, Lila. With determined steps, Sam walked toward the edge of the Whispering Woods, the shadows reaching out like fingers to draw him in. The gorging gloom awaited, its hunger insatiable, its form hidden in the dark. The dense canopy of the whispering woods seemed to absorb the light, making the shadows cling like cobwebs to Sam's every step. His heart hammered against his chest with a rhythm that seemed to match the crunch of leaves under his sneakers. Every rustled leaf whispered warnings. Every snapped twig was a foreboding sign. But Sam pushed forward, clutching his skateboard like a shield. The gorging gloom was said to reside in the heart of the woods, where the trees grew so close that they choked the very earth beneath them. This was where the darkness was deepest, where even the bravest of Creeptown's children had never before dared to venture. But Sam, fueled by a mix of guilt and resolve, made the trek. He thought of Jonah, of the fear in Lila's eyes, and of the heavy expectant silence that lay over Creeptown. They were all counting on him, whether they knew it or not. Or maybe, he reflected with a shiver that wasn't from the cold. He was simply walking into the gaping maw of a legend, armed with nothing but a wooden board and a hope to fix things. As he journeyed on, the woods began to change. The trees gnarled and twisted, their bark dark as a starless night. A thick fog rolled in, wrapping around Sam's ankles like a cold embrace. Then, as if in response to his presence, a low, growl rumbled through the woods the gorging gloom was near he clutched his skateboard tighter his resolve hardening like the wood beneath his fingers he wasn't just the scared kid anymore he was creep town's stand against the swelling darkness show yourself sam called into the fog his voice quivering far less than he'd expected the growl turned into a chuckle low and gurgling <laughs> like oil bubbling from the earth brave child a voice slithered through the mist but bravery cannot sate hunger then it emerged the gorging gloom was a monstrous sight its body bloated and undulating like a sack of shadows it had eyes that glinted with a hunger that was ancient and insatiable and a mouth that seemed to twist into a grotesque semblance of a grin You came, it hissed. Did you bring your greed, your gluttony, your tasty excesses? Sam steadied his breath. I came to stop you. You can't just take from us because of a few mistakes. We're more than our worst parts. The creature laughed. (laughs) A sound that made Sam's skin crawl. But it's the worst parts that taste so sweet. Without warning, the gorging gloom lunged faster than seemed possible given its size. Sam rolled to the side, narrowly avoiding a swipe that left claw marks on the tree behind him. He scrambled to his feet, heart pounding like a drum in his chest. He had to think fast. Fighting wasn't an option against something so vast, so voracious, but maybe Just maybe he could outsmart it. Remembering the legends Lila had read to him, Sam called out, You feed on greed, right? On excess. But what if there's none left to feed on? What if we change? The gorging gloom paused, its many eyes narrowing. Change? It echoed with a scornful tone. Humans, change? yes sam pressed on hoping his plan would work starting with me i don't need to win that skateboard contest i don't need to be the best i just need to be the monster sneered noble words for prey sam realized then that words alone wouldn't suffice he had to prove his intent with a determined cry, he raised his skateboard high above his head and smashed it against a rock, splintering it into pieces. I'm done taking more than I need, done with wanting more than my share, he shouted to the creature. There was a silence then, broken only by the crackling of leaves and the distant, uneasy sighs of the woods. The gorging gloom stared, its eyes dimming, its body quivering. Then, with a roar that shook the trees, Arr! it began to shrink, its form dissipating like fog in the morning sun. "'You may have won this night,' it hissed as it faded away, "'but hunger always returns.'" When Sam emerged from the woods, the first fingers of dawn were stretching across Creeptown's sky. He was met with a mix of awe and disbelief, but he simply smiled, holding up the broken pieces of his skateboard. The monster was gone for now, but Sam had learned something vital. Not all victories required battles, and sometimes the greatest change began with a single act of letting go. Creeptown would remember this night, and so would Sam. For in the heart of the Whispering Woods, he had faced more than the gorging gloom. He had faced himself. This is actually a beautiful story as well as a scary one. Thank you so much to Jacob for sharing it with all of us here in Story Club. If you have a story idea like Jacob, email it to me at ivy at gokidgo.com and I'll share the spookiness. Did you know that there are a whole bunch of Go Kid Go shows? Of course there's the R.L. Stein Story Club and you're a member. There's also loads of other shows including Vampire Know-It-All Drac and Defenders of Monstrovia. Be sure to check out these new podcasts. Just search for Go Kid Go on Apple, Spotify, at gokidgo.com, and now we're on Story Button 2. And come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out.